Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries. The conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the college football history of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. An argument could be made that the two greatest teams of all time resided in Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska has a football history like no other. One legendary coach, one classic game on Halloween, another on Thanksgiving. One decision that shows with heartbreak can come dignity. The fumble ruski and an opening to a season to top all openings of any season. The Cornhuskers' first season was 1890. National championships, they had five. 1970, 1971, 1994, 1995, and 1997. Heisman winners, three. Johnny Rogers, 1972, Mike Rogier, 1983, and Eric Crouch, 2001. Best coach, Tom Osborne. From 1973 to 1997, he had 255 wins, 49 losses, and three ties, and won 83.6% of his games. He had three national championships, 1994, 1995, and 1997. In all fairness, Coach Bob Devaney coached from 1962 to 1972, and he won 82.9% of his games, and his teams won two national championships. He set the stage for his graduate assistant to follow his reign. Tom Osborne did just that. Coach Osborne's last five teams won three national championships, and another, a fourth one, was one stunning decision away from coming true. We will get to that later in the podcast. Finest game, Nebraska 35, Oklahoma 31, November 25, 1971. So often you hear the moniker, this is the game of the century and you start to wonder just how long a century really is. I mean, wasn't there one just a few years back? But this game, between these two classic teams, truly was the game of the century. And then it did the seemingly impossible. It lived up to the hype. It is still palpable to this day, while watching the footage of the game, that this was college football's version of Ali Frazier, the true battle of the heavyweights, and has stood the test of that enigma that we call time. On Thanksgiving... The two unbeaten, untied teams took the field. Oklahoma was number one on offense. Nebraska was number one on defense. That season, there was, obviously, 22 first-team All-Big 8 players, and on the field that day were 17 of them. Johnny Rogers' iconic 72-yard punt return and diving catch in the end zone propelled the Cornhuskers, and with 138 remaining, Jeff Kinney scores on a two-yard run. I maintain to this day that both teams should be listed in the all-time top 25. Most stunning loss, Miami 31, Nebraska 30, 1984. See, entering the Orange Bowl, Nebraska capped the 1983 season going 12-0 and was riding a 22-game winning streak. Coach Tom Osborne's terrifying eye formation in its first five games put up these numbers, 44, 56, 
84, 42, and 63 points. For the season, they averaged 52 points per game. Facing them in the Orange Bowl that evening was the hometown Miami Hurricanes. Harren Schnellenberger's 10-1 team seemingly came out of nowhere. Here is the backdrop. With 1 minute 47 seconds to play, Nebraska trailed Miami 31-24. A one-loss Miami team, mind you. And the Cornhuskers, remember, they were undefeated. The Cornhuskers had to overcome Miami's home crowd. And their leading running back, who we'll get to later in this podcast, Mike Rogier, was on the bench with a sprained ankle. Facing fourth down and eight, Osborne calls a run. Technically, he called a run option pass. Turner Gill, the quarterback, pitches the ball at the last moment to second-string eyeback Jeff Smith, who scores. Now, all Coach Osborne has to do is kick the extra point, and he has his first national championship. Remember, they were undefeated, number one, and Miami entered the game with one loss. In a stunning gamble, Osborne goes for two. Turner's Gill's pass was batted off of the hands of running back Jeff Smith, and it gave the Hurricanes the win. Here are Coach Osborne's own words. In my mind, I felt that we probably didn't deserve the national championship if we backed into it. I don't think I would have voted for us if we had settled for a tie. Heartbreak and dignity often go together in life. I am certain that few, if any, coaches ever achieved more in a loss than Tom Osborne. Most stunning win. Nebraska 25, Oklahoma 21, October 31, 1959. On Halloween in 1959, Nebraska enters the game 2-4 and four against their rival, Oklahoma, who is 3-2. And, and by now, you are probably wondering, even if it was a good game, why all the hoopla on this podcast? Two seemingly ordinary teams face off. But this is no ordinary Oklahoma team. This was still a Bud Wilkinson's 1950s Oklahoma team. And his teams that decade won three national championships and had engineered a 48-game unbeaten streak. So yes, there is a backdrop to the story. But see, that's not all of it. The Huskers coach Bill Jennings was an assistant to Bud Wilkinson to the Sooners. Follow this. Jennings and Wilkinson disagreed over recruiting practices, and Jennings was involved in a controversy that ballooned into placing the Sooners on probation. Moreover, entering the game, Oklahoma was riding a consecutive game string of 74 games unbeaten in the Big 8, 16 straight over Nebraska. While in the previous two seasons, the first two seasons under Coach Jennings, Nebraska had won a total of two games. And the game? Well, Nebraska thwarted a late drive and won the game. Best team. This very podcast back in September, episode 3, in the countdown of the 25 greatest teams of all time, had the 1971 Cornhuskers ranked number 2 and the 1995 Cornhuskers ranked number 1. There must be a compelling reason why. Well, in 1971, the Cornhuskers were 13-0. They won by an average score of 39-8, to except for one game, and that was the Thanksgiving Day masterpiece, a 35-31 to victory over number 2 Oklahoma, coined the game of the century. Then they beat Alabama in the Orange Bowl 38-6. Twelve all-league players, including wide receiver Johnny Rogers, quarterback Jerry Taggy. Perhaps no other team in history may have had a tougher schedule. They beat number 2 Oklahoma and number 3 Colorado. And now we get to the best team. The 1995 Nebraska Cornhuskers 12-0. Their average win, 52-13. Led by quarterback Tommy Frazier, running back Lawrence Phillips, and running back Amon Green, Nebraska averaged 556 yards and 52 points per game. Their closest call was a 35-21 game. Darrell Royal said he had no memory of anyone dominating like Nebraska did. In the Fiesta Bowl, the Cornhuskers beat number 2 Florida 62-24. 
As a team, they averaged 7 yards per carry, 11 yards per punt return, 14 yards per interception. They scored six defensive touchdowns. For the entire season, they only saw five punt returns, netting 12 yards. Best player. There has been a slew of Outland Trophy winners from Nebraska, an NCAA record eight, actually. And here are a few. Rich Glover, Dave Remington, Dean Steincooler, Will Shields. And, of course, attention must be paid to wide receiver and punter Heisman winner Johnny Rogers. His 5,586 all-purpose yards set an NCAA record. But our nod goes to Mike Rogier, running back. Mike Rogier won the Heisman in 1983. That season, he led the nation in yards, rushing for 2,148, and his yards per carry, 7.8. Innovation, the fumble ruski. It has become one of the iconic plays in college football history. The setting was the 1984 Orange Bowl against Miami, the national championship on the line. Here's what happened. At the time, the Huskers were down 17 points. The center snaps the ball. The quarterback, Turner Gill, simply placed it on the ground. The pulling guard, Dean Steinkula, picked it up and ran for a 19-yard touchdown. Actually, Coach Tom Osborne called this play twice. The first time was in 1979 in a 17-14 defeat against rival OU. Rival. Am I allowed to say the Oklahoma Sooners? Probably not, as they are now in different conferences. Why they still can't meet is beyond me. Notre Dame plays USC, right? Army plays Navy, right? When they did play, here is the history. Nine times since 1970, they were each in the top five. From 1970 to 1998, the two teams finished one or two in the Big Eight. Hullabaloo. Nebraska 100, Nebraska Wesleyan 0, 1917. The attendance was 2,000, the largest ever recorded at an opening game. Not a bad way to start a season. Mascot. Currently, it is Herbie Husker, who is absolutely huge and adorned with his red cowboy hat and red work shirt. Tradition, the black shirts. In 1964, Bob Devaney needed a way to distinguish his defensive units during practice. Assistant coach Mike Corgan goes off to a sporting goods store to buy some different sleeveless pullover jerseys that the players could wear. And this is where the tradition was born. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.